That's the one. K277 DQ Lafayette, 1420 KPEL Lafayette. The rumors are true. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Dave Schultz and Sports Chat are back. I'm back, baby! I'm back! One change, though. I'm sorry, that deal's now off the table. What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. Instead of waking you up, he's taking you home from work. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? I'd like that. Talking Cajuns, Tigers, Saints, all of it. I am the father. Buckle up, Acadiana. I feel the need, the need for speed. It's time for Sports Chat with Dave Schultz on 103.3 The Goat. Oh, hi. I'm Hollywood Steve. You caught me relaxing in my music nook. From 1976 to 1984, the radio airwaves were dominated by really smooth music, also known as Yacht Rock. These Yacht Rockers docked a remarkable fleet of number one hits, and every song has a story behind it. Let me tell you one. All right, Dave Schultz, Lyndon Burton back on a Wednesday afternoon Yacht Rock edition of Sports Chat. 103.3, the GOAT. Kara Ritchie coming up here, bottom of the hour. We'll preview Arkansas State Red Wolves. We also have Andrew Stefaniak, uh, Locked On Aggies, talking A&M and uh, a little Johnny Manziel. We'll talk to our guy, Bill Bender. Been talking to him for many, many years, approximately at this time. Every year he seems to have reserved it for me. Hopefully that's the case. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Did you watch any of the Johnny Manziel doc last night? I watched it, yeah. We did a review at Sporting News. Okay. Maybe we're too close to it. I I thought it was pretty well done. I I enjoyed the first half more than the second half. The the Texas A&M part was entertaining, but the downward slide part was pretty abrupt and fast. So, I mean, overall, pretty good documentary, though. It felt like it could have been like two or three parts. They they sort of compacted the downfall. Yes. I mean, it was a lot more than that. I I would go, I mean, I would watch, of all the parts, if it was a high school part, an A&M part, and a downfall part, I would have watched the Texas A&M part, given the choice. Um, you know, that one-year, two-year stretch where – he won a Heisman, beat Alabama. I tell people this all the time. The, the second game against Alabama is probably the most excited I've been to watch a regular season football game mm. in college football in the last 15 years because half of my buddies wanted Alabama to stomp on them and half of my buddies wanted Manziel to beat Alabama again. And it's kind of where, you know, the NIL, the NIL sort of started rolling in the other direction, right? Everyone had always gotten in trouble for... <laughs> getting money to the students, and all of a sudden Johnny Manziel's a Heisman Trophy winner and not getting any money and ends up getting the autographs, you know, paid for the autographs. I, I think that's where the tipping point was. I know it took a few years to get there, but I think that's where it started. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, Al, you know, he he, bet, he would benefit a lot from today. He'd probably sure. be one of these quarterbacks that we're talking about being worth a couple million dollars. Um he helped usher that in in a lot of ways, and that was brought out in the documentary. I think his battle with the NCAA was one that if you explained to somebody now, you'd be like, what? You got in trouble for autographs? And 
But that was the thing that happened at the time. He is Bill Bender from the Sporting News. All right. Uh, are you predicting? Did you already put your predictions out? Because you usually predict Clemson and Alabama. Are we going in that direction again? <laughs> I mean, I got Clemson. Maybe one in the – our predictions will be out next week. Okay. We held them back a little bit. But, I mean, our bull predict- predictions are out. We've got Iowa State, Michigan, Georgia, and USC in the playoff. I mean, I'm picking Georgia. Why wouldn't you pick Georgia? I agree with that, but you have so you don't the the Michigan Ohio State loser is going to get into the playoff as well. I mean, I, I think they'll both be eleven and zero again, and if Michigan wins again, that's a good chance because Ohio State's got Notre Dame now. The odds of that happening probably not great because that that you're counting on both teams to go undefeated again, and Michigan's non conference schedule is to the point where. I can already see it now. In October, people are going to be complaining about it. No but doubt. No doubt. They've, but, I mean, they've figured something out with Ohio State. And in a year, nobody's going to care about that non-conference schedule because the Big Ten will be a super conference of 16, 18 teams. I'm sorry. They, they keep growing by the day. Here's Bill Bender from the Sporting News. All right, you got a surprise team you want to talk about? I mean, Ken, I mean, uh, A&M seems to be ranked. I don't know how much of a surprise team they are. They may be overrated right now. They're always overrated, but then maybe they're underrated now. You got a surprise team for me? A&M's probably a touch underrated now. They're kind of a team that, like, if they went from five and seven to challenging for a playoff berth, that would sure. mean that Petrino worked out. Connor Wigman was great. Their offense scored. and they I mean, they've shown the last two years. They've beat Alabama, and they've hung with Alabama down to the last play. There aren't too many teams that can say they can do it in back-to-back seasons. That is true. What about the issues with Alabama and Auburn's, you know, quarterback? Neither one of them. One of them has a new coach, and one of them has the greatest coach, so probably not a big surprise there for Auburn. Uh, What about Alabama's quarterback situation? Oh, find out. I mean, we're not going to know who the starter is till week one, and, you know, they may all play a little bit and figure it out as he goes. I remember a year where they started, I can't remember, I've been Blake Barnett. Yes. Started. Yes. Cornwell played. And then Jalen Hurts ended up being the starter that year. So, uh, and it took them all the way to the national championship game against Clemson that they lost to Deshaun Watson. So I could see Alabama taking a minute to figure it out with Buckner and Milrow and Simpson. And but they better figure it out fast because that's a pretty Texas, pretty good Texas team that's going to roll into Tuscaloosa on September 9th. Well, let's talk about the Buckeyes up by you. Who's Ohio State's quarterback? Probably going to be Kyle McCord. I mean, I know McCord and Devin Brown are, are fighting for this job on paper, but, you know, Devin Brown missed the spring game. McCord has a start under his belt. I think he'll end up being the guy. And once you're the guy, I mean, it's like being handed a Porsche. I mean, you get to throw to Marvin Harrison and the Mecca Buka and Cade Stover and right. Julian Fleming, and all of those guys are playing on Sunday. So... I think he'll be fine. Bigger question for Ohio State is who their tackles are right now. And then the quarterback, because those tackles got to hold it up. And when you lose two NFL tackles ahead of schedule, it can be tough. All right. If you weren't working for the sporting news, and maybe it is a side gig, you basically be running PR for Jim Harbaugh. How much pressure is on him to win a playoff game because he's 0 for 2? I mean, the question's changed, though, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Uh, See, that's you sliding the goalpost, not me. Uh, No doubt about that. Well, they've changed the goalpost, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> Nobody asking if he can beat Ohio State or win the Big Ten anymore because um, they've won it twice in a row. Um, <laughs> the four-game suspension's a bit of a hiccup, but I don't think it'll matter. I mean, yeah, that's a logical question now because, to your point, they there was no way they should have lost the TCU last right. year. Right, I agree with no, that. No possible way. So, yeah, the pressure, this is a huge year in terms of expectations with Michigan, and they have a history of when they have top five teams not living up to those expectations. So it'll be very interesting to see what they do. They've installed a beat Georgia period into practice. Do I think they're good enough to beat Georgia? I don't know. I don't know if they have enough five-star talent to do it, but they do have the nation's best backfield, and I anticipate they'll let it rip. What about the pressure at, uh, at Clemson, Dabo Sweeney? You know, are, are we going to – because we always get the, you know, Belichick or Brady, and we're kind of finding out maybe it was more Brady than Belichick. Uh, maybe we're finding out, you know, it was Lawrence and Deshaun Watson more than Dabo. Um, what do you think there? I mean, Cole Klubinick, you know, saved him against my orange, but um, maybe bad call in there as well. But what, what do you think down there at, at Clemson? Did, I mean, does he have to win the ACC to get everybody off their back? I mean, no. I mean, they, they won the ACC last year. Right, So right. they're in a program, part of the program where 10, 11 wins is not treated maybe as it should be. Um, so it's one of those deals where, um, yeah, they, they'll definitely be uh, one of those schools that I think will compete with Florida State for the uh, ACC championship. They'll definitely be in position to do that. So, I think just because they haven't reached the playoff the last two years, people are freaking out a little bit. But there's more than enough talent on that defense to make a run, and that Florida State game at the end of the month is going to be amazing. Bill Bennett from the Sporting News. All right, let's go out west. Lincoln Riley, year number two. He's got Caleb Williams. He was Mr. Everything, uh, but did not look good. Didn't they lose their last two ball games, right? The Pac-12 championship game and and the uh, Cotton Bowl, right? Uh, Against uh, Tulane, of all teams. What does USC have to do to improve this year? To to you had did you say you had him in the playoff? Yeah, I mean USC's got to play some defense though. I mean they gave up forty plus points in those losses to Utah and Tulane last year, a ton of yards. I mean three games where they give up forty plus points. Offense won't be the problem with Caleb Williams. They'll they'll score. They've got three really good receivers. Um, Lincoln Riley's offense still works, but the question will be. You know, that defense, when they get in these shootouts with Washington and Oregon State and Oregon and, and they, they score a ton of points in those games, we'll see how it goes. So um, definitely going to be an interesting season for the Trojans. I do think they could win the Pac-12, but they've got to do it with two losses or less, and it'll come down to that defense. Do you think all these teams, obviously you're picking one of these teams, uh, Michigan and Ohio State, someone's going to have a loss. Uh Anybody, any of these other teams going to have a loss? Anyone with two losses? Because this is the last year of the four-team playoff. Well, I mean, we've never had a two-loss team in the playoff. So, I mean, you've got to take care of business. Now, when we go to 12, I'll be interested to see how strength of schedule and those metrics matter. You know, do people reward the strength of schedule? Will the SEC and Big Ten dominate the playoff field and have – more than half of it, I do think that's going to happen. And and how do we measure strength of schedule? We in this era, it's never had two loss playoff team. We've had a two loss national champion way back in the BCS era with LSU, but you know they still look at the record most. 
Right, right. He is Bill Bender from uh, the Sporting News. Let's talk uh, a little LSU. Uh, we had Emory Hunt. He, he thinks they're underrated. Uh, tough to be underrated at number five. How do you like the Tigers? Well, you know, I think the Tigers would be really good. I think they're a top five team. Jaden Daniels, top returning quarterback in the SEC based on a few things. His stats, his development, the way he was a playmaker in those big games for LSU last year. So, yeah, Jaden's definitely got a chance to do some great things. And they've got that tough opener with Florida State. They do have to go to Alabama. That won't be easy. Um, Brian Kelly's on to something there. And people aren't talking too much about his southern accent or his recruiting videos or those kind of things. No. Because I think they're starting to find out what I knew already. The guy can coach football and win games. No doubt about it. What is coming up? What are you writing about at, uh, at the Sporting News? Yeah, one of our predictions, our All-American team, those kind of things. I mean, it's close, Dave. I mean, we've spent a lot of time writing about realignment the last couple of weeks, but, you know, the games are in sight, and we'll get to them very shortly. He is Bill Bender. Looking forward to chatting you all season long. Really appreciate your time, William. Thank you so much. Hey, are you coaching? Are we doing more football? <laughs> I'm not coaching right now, no. Uh, this, he's in junior high now. He needs uh, somebody oh. that knows the game and knows how to do a little bit more so it'll be fun to see but uh yeah the kids are getting big and those fall sports are firing out pretty quick aren't you a championship level coach what's going on you've been replaced <laughs> no i mean i just got a lot going on at work and you know i have a daughter playing volleyball too so you know stepping back from the coach i'll coach basketball season i'll definitely be coaching still all right good he is bill bender from the sporting news always appreciate your time william thank you hey no problem thank you all right so he he has defended Jim Harbaugh because mm-hmm. the only thing Jim Harbaugh really didn't do was beat Ohio State, but he didn't True. beat Ohio State for a long time. Yeah, it's been now a he's beaten him twice. I don't think there's a problem with him losing to Georgia because mm-hmm. Georgia was really good a couple of years ago. Yep, but he's right; you can't lose to TCU in that spot. Yeah. And he didn't make any adjustments. He did. They couldn't the run thing. the football and they couldn't stop the run. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. That's why Michigan to me is always a little shaky. And I'm very interested to see how they perform this year. And I do think if, you know, if they don't succeed this year, maybe Jim Harbaugh's seat starts to heat up a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Like, it's been multiple years with no no championship wins. And I get making the playoffs is good. But if you lose in the playoffs every year the way you lost to TCU, your seat starts to heat up a little bit. I agree with that. All right, let's take a timeout. I'm talking about this gambling faux pas. Bottom of the hour, we'll talk to Kara Ritchie from Jonesboro. Talking Arkansas State Red Wolves. Both Butch Jones. Guys start seeing some wins, man. Yeah. yeah. He's been good recruiting. They have not translated into wins just yet. All right. And at 5 o'clock, Andrew Stefaniak will talk more about Johnny football, if you will. All right. Back after this, Dave Schultz, Lyndon Burton, 1033. The go. Someone gets your goat. There's plenty to go around for everyone. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time.
half-price deals are back at SeizeTheDeal.com. This is your opportunity to buy gift certificates for half-price to Escape Room Lafayette. They're only a limited number for sale, so when they're gone, they're gone. This week, get a two-for-one Escape Room admission for only $25. Escape Room Lafayette. Looking for something fun for your group of friends or family? Playing an Escape Room at Escape Rooms Lafayette can be just the thing you're looking for for your next outing. Choose from any of the six creatively themed rooms and get immersed in the story while solving puzzles and finding clues to navigate through the game. Don't waste your money on movies or bowling. Play an escape room and get your adrenaline flowing. All games are private and cleaned and sanitized for your safety. Check out their new location at 5520 Johnston Street. Book online to reserve your space. These go on sale this coming Friday beginning at 6 a.m. Remember, there's a limited number available. SeizeTheDeal.com. Half-off deals? Get yours soon. Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I want to share with you the experience of Donna in Washington. She writes, I got injured about five years ago. I was let go when, because of the injury, I couldn't keep up with my schedule. I've tried to find other work, but I'm 68 now. No one wants to hire someone that old. This week is tough, though, because I had to get my tooth fixed. So I only have $10 in my checking account. But it will be okay. I at least have food because of this pantry. Millions of people face hunger. Some every day, just like Donna. The Feeding America network of food banks helps provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 200 food banks strong. Before I was adopted, I felt alone. I felt nervous that I wouldn't have a family. I was getting older and older. I didn't think I was going to get adopted. With help from the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption, Lexi, Connor, and Lashona now have a forever family and the foundation for a bright future. When I was adopted, it was like, wow, I get to settle, and this is permanent. After I was adopted, I felt happy. Adoption changed me for the better. I feel like I can be whoever I want to be. Every child deserves a safe, loving, and permanent home. Help the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption find forever families for children who have been lingering in foster care the longest. Learn more at DaveThomasFoundation.org. I'm Shanola Hampton. I support the Feeding America network of food banks because they help provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at FeedingAmerica.org. Pardon us when we butt in with a little common sense. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. Schultz, Lyndon Burton, 1033, uh, the GOAT. 
All right, so I saw a story here, and I guess this has happened before. Darren mm-hmm. Ravel reporting this is on the Action Network. Okay, what you got? Virginia math teacher has $214,000 in winnings revoked by BetMGM due to error in parlay pricing. Oh, no. That shouldn't be on. Look, he won that money. That's on y'all. Y'all got to take that hit. You would think. Yeah. uh, He won. He won over $230,000 at plus 6,600 odds on a set of parlays for Women's World Cup match between the Netherlands and Vietnam. Uh, Tuesday, August 1st. Then every better, every better's personal nightmare ensued, even though the bets were explicitly graded as winners after he went to a draw. BetMGM said they set the wrong odds for the game's corner kick market, which had been the crux of each of Benton's parlays. The sportsbook voided the wagers, took the winnings, and returned his original $3,250 stake. God. I mean, that would be brutal. Yeah. Bet MGM did not specify what the mispriced line should have been advertised at. Benton wasn't aware either because MGM doesn't display individual odds when you build out a same-game parlay, just your final odds for the entire parlay. Netherlands had been a massive minus 10,000 favorites to beat Vietnam, meaning you need to bet $10,000 to win 100 to beat Vietnam. So it stands to reason that they should have been big favorites in the corner market too. Tacking on a clean sheet or first goal scorer shouldn't have tilted those odds all that much. So apparently this, here's the problem. So according to emails obtained from Benton, BetMGM's customer support referred to its terms and conditions, which permits the sports book to void wagers that are materially different from those available in the general betting market for a given event at the time of the wager was replaced. Or uh, at the time the wager was placed. The ruling is under its obvious errors tab of the terms, which in theory authorizes BetMGM to void wagers for other listed reasons, like in the event system errors or if a game is incorrectly scored. I mean, they could do that anytime. Yeah. Like, they, that mean, like they could do that to anybody. Any bet, they could just say, oh, no, this doesn't work. Right. Got it out of Too here. Too much. Too much. Yeah, gone. Like, what? That's a little biz- bizarre be interesting to see if they do get paid uh in 2018 FanDuel initially balked at paying out over $82,000 for a mispriced line during a game between the Raiders and the Broncos with the Broncos down 1917 but in field goal range Demers odds jumped to plus 7,500 for about 18 seconds jeez 18 seconds that's instead of minus 600 what the price intended to be. 12 bettors capitalized, including one that placed $110 to win $82.5. After refusing to shell out, FanDuel eventually relented, paying that better and 11 others that were prescient enough to during that 18 seconds. I mean, how lucky is that? Yeah, talk about... There's no way I would do that. Mm-mm. I'd be like, what? Hold on, let me check this. No, I would sir. have refreshed it three or four times and lost out on the 18 mm-hmm. seconds, right? Exactly. Because, I mean, it's better... At least you would do that because... If you didn't, they could just say, nope, bet bet null and void. Yeah. It, it wasn't the right odds. That's what I think. Like, oh, man, that's crazy. That's that, what I that's think. That's absurd. Right. Poor betters out there. Also, um, sorry, Dave, neither one of us won the money, the big one. Yeah. Yeah, some guy in Florida won it. I mean, probably some rich guy. Yeah. Or a girl. 
or her own. Yeah, well, I find in out. Neptune Beach. Did they not announce uh, who it was? I thought they did. Well, they announced where it was. Oh, okay. Gotcha. They didn't announce the person. Outside of Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. It's probably some rich PGA golfer yep. who lives down there. Winning ticket in Florida. Yeah, geez. Jacks, uh, near Jacksonville, Neptune Beach, like you said. Oh, so that's, that's a that's guy. A, that's 45 minutes away from Jacksonville. But, yeah, it's a, uh, a man yeah. wanted. Um, let's okay. see if we can find his name. All right. Yeah, no, they just have a picture of him. Here's another uh, note. In early 2022, a similar situation plagued DraftKings. Before a regular season game between the Warriors and Cavaliers, it was announced that Draymond Green, who was injured, would suit up as a starter, then immediately be taken out of the game and ordered on her teammate Clay Thompson, who was returning oh. through two and a half uh, season absence due to ACL and Achilles injuries. But DraftKings was slow to react to the news. In its NBA terms and conditions, the sportsbook state that all player props are valid, so as long as the participant logs a second of gameplay. Betters hammered the under on an array of green props, costing the sportsbook on paper more than a million dollars. While DraftKings checked in with regulators and their own legal team as to how to proceed, those wagers weren't paid out. 24 hours later, the unders were honored. So there's a good shot that our, our guy, uh, let's see here, what's his name? Chris Benton from West Springfield High School in Virginia is going to get paid out. Mm, okay. Because there's way too many bets. And now you can do yeah. same-game parlays. Like yeah, before, I may or may not have been doing something in Alabama. You could not do, you couldn't take, can you do the spread and the money line? Is that a same-game parlay? Or is that allowed? Because that was not allowed. I think it may be allowed now. I think so. But That's I'm the same-game parlay? Yeah, same-game parlay. Yeah. Yes, sir. Also, in terms of um, football, Saints watch, uh, Tom Pelissero just reported that Kareem Hunt left Indianapolis without a deal. Huh. Offer was made by the Colts, unable to reach agreement, um, but he does have continued interest with other teams. So the reason he didn't sign with the Saints was they were giving him, a, I don't know about a lowball deal. But less money than others. But less money, yeah. less guaranteed money mm-hmm. than the Colts. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it was not enough with the Colts. Apparently. Is he coming back? Do we have to update this story again? Might be a new story. On 103.3 The Goat? Yeah, it might be, it might be a new story. I would wait and see what happens because he may sign. He may come back to New Orleans now. It may be possible. I don't know. That's interesting. But he didn't want. I'm kind of shocked uh, that he didn't. Yeah, that he didn't sign with, uh, with the Colts. What do you think he's going to sign for? I would assume before all of this, anywhere between one and two million. At the most, yeah. right? Does he, is he trying to get five? He's not getting five. Yeah, I don't think so. No, he's not getting five. He might, he might have unrealistic expectations for himself. Miles Sanders got six. Mm-hmm. And he, but he might think he's better than Miles Sanders, which, I mean, he may be, but... No, he's not. You don't think so? No. Okay. Miles yes. Sanders was the sa- had the same season last year, at least on the ground... That Saquon Barkley did. They rank in the NFL. Whatever ranking they are in NFL rushing, they're right next to each other. Miles Sanders had, yeah, he had his best year last year, 1,269 yards. And like Saquon Barkley is right above that at like 1,300. 11 touchdowns. And then receiving-wise, only had 78 receiving yards, which I thought he had. He doesn't come out of the bat. He doesn't catch the ball. Saquon catches the ball. so But that's not worth well, I mean, more, before more in his career, he was catching it. All right. Yeah, but yeah. just Not this past year. year, last yeah. year he didn't. Uh, all right, let's take a timeout.
We'll come back. Kara Ritchie from Jonesboro will preview the uh, Arkansas State Red Wolf. Coming up after this, Dave Schultz, Lynn Burton, 103.3, the GOAT. What we butt in with a little common sense. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. John Wayne Prejean of John Wayne's Body and Paint. We've talked a lot about Nano Ceramic Protect over the past few years, but there's something even more impressive brewing in Scott. It's Nano of Acadiana. Tell me about that. My same team, same people, uh, same procedures, exceptional service is all led by Mr. Joe O'Quinn. And Joe, as impressive as Nano Ceramic Protect products are, the people are even more impressive. Yes, sir. Uh, me and John Wayne had a bunch of late night conversations, and many a times I wanted to uh, tell him that I wanted to be a part of that family. If you're looking to do business with a company that values faith and family and customer service above profit, then you'll want to know Nano of Acadiana and Nano Joe Oquan. Would you give him a call? 445 3660. Or you can visit them at 102 Speed Pro Lane in Scott. You can even check them out on Facebook at Nano of Acadiana. Faith, family, customer service, and satisfaction. It's a part of every job they do at Nano of Acadiana. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles and access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time, ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PVA in fighting for theirs at pva.org. My son Finn was born with congenital heart disease, causing him to spend the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open heart surgery. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a Starlight Hero wagon. You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon, especially when he was so little. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part of creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. Learn more about how the Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting starlight.org today. Hey y'all, I'm Kelly Clarkson. Every American dreams of creating a better life for his or her family, but in some communities, those dreams face difficult challenges. When we come together to help those in need get the same opportunities as everyone else, we truly are making our country a better place to live for all of us. So look for volunteer opportunities in your community to help others achieve the American dream, all right? This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force. Thirsty for intelligent sports talk? Sounds like you need a little goat array. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. I just need some place 
Schultz. Linda Burton, 1033 The Goat. Not Yacht Rock, but just saw this trending. Robbie Robertson from the band and The Last Waltz, famous movie of their last show, has passed away. Probably wasn't the biggest band fan, but still classic rock uh, at that. All right, let's bring in uh, Kara Ritchie, part of the uh, Arkansas State Radio broadcast team and the Workday Red Zone on uh, the ticket from noon to two up in Jonesboro. She is Kara Ritchie. Kara, when, first of all, thanks for hopping on. Second of all, when is the uh, great Butch Jones recruiting going to start paying off on the field? You know what? I think it might actually happen this year. I was looking through um, his 2022 signing class seriously earlier this afternoon because that was one of the most highly touted classes, uh, not just in the Sun Belt that year, but really in A-State football history. And as you go back and you look through that class, you're going to see those guys all over the field. Not all of them starting for pushing, uh, not all of them pushing for starting positions yet. But uh, definitely all over the field in terms of depth. And a few of those guys could potentially be starting, uh, including at uh, defensive end and maybe even at quarterback. But we're going to see a lot, a lot, a lot of those guys on the field coming up in 2023. All right. Who's that quarterback? Well, that quarterback is Jackson Daly. And right now it is, uh, it appears to be, excuse me, a two-man battle for the starting quarterback job between Jackson Daly, who was a true freshman last year, Mm. and then also JT Shrout, who is the transfer from Colorado. Both of these guys so far throughout the small sample size that is fall camp have gotten plenty of work with the ones that they've rotated that out pretty heavily. Um, I've seen some good moments from both. I've seen some not as good moments from both so far. And uh, basically, it does feel very, very, very early to call it at this point in time. So I will not speculate on who QB1 is going to be on September the 2nd. But uh, battle looks like it's going all right. Uh, all right. What other p- positions are open and, and where where would uh, Arkansas State's strength be th- this year? You know, that's an interesting question. Um, it's really easy to look at the wide receiver group and think there is going to be a big step forward there. Um, I certainly do. You know, you go back to not last year, but the year before last, Corey Rucker was the number one wide receiver for Arkansas State. Well, following the 2021 season, uh, he departed and went to South Carolina, and he was on the Gamecocks roster last year. However, he was injured. He didn't play. Um, I'm not sure what the overall situation was there, but he decided to come back to Arkansas State. So you get a big boost coming in from somebody who not only has a boatload of talent, but already knows your system and can get acclimated really, really quickly. You've also got fifth-year senior Jeff Foreman that's going to be in that group as well. And uh, additionally to that, Syracuse transfer Courtney Jackson is in the mix as well. I In a perfect world, this would turn into a three-headed monster for A-State at wide receiver, kind of like we saw back in 2019 when it was Omar Bayless, Jay Adams, and Kirk Merritt. That wide receiving core was absolutely unstoppable. I don't know if these guys have quite that ceiling, but it's going to be a, a big step forward over um, the, the guys that were starting at those positions last year. Uh, she's Kara Ritchie from uh, The Ticket in uh, Jonesboro. Uh, all right, so what is what is Butch trying to, to build there? We know he's got, you know, SEC experience from Tennessee, and, you know, he was on, you know, the uh, Nick Saban rehab deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's he trying to do? Because he is getting the players there, but, you know, with the transfer portal, he brought in, what, uh, DeAndre Francois, and that didn't quite work out to, to a whole lot of wins. What, what's, 
I mean, here, for example, you know, Raging Cajuns, they still want to run the football. South Alabama still wants to run the football. Everyone else wants to pass it. What is Butch trying to, to build there in Jonesboro? I know you're going to be stunned to hear this, but Butch would also like to run the football. Right. Uh, <laughs> I know. It's wild how that's still a game plan for so much of uh, both college football and, and then also a little bit of the NFL as well. Yep. The thing is, with A-State over the past two years, what has really, really hampered the Red Wolves is just a massive lack of offensive line depth. It's actually kind of been twofold. You've had a lack of top-tier offensive line talent. You haven't had the depth to make it through the season. So you go back to Butch's first year at A-State, and you had a situation where, you know, the, the week before the season starts, your right tackle quits. You've got a couple games into the season. Your, your right guard, maybe, who had moved over to right tackle, has an ACL tear. You're trying to work in a true freshman at left tackle for as much as you can without burning his red shirt. You just had nothing on the offensive line. It looked like it was going to be better in 2022. And then you have the same guy who tore his ACL as in 2021, tear it again in game three. And at that moment, kind of everything went downhill because while that was going on, somewhere around that same time, left tackle breaks his foot, gets fitted for a shoe, plays through it, but you've got a left tackle with a broken foot. The right guard is playing through a cracked shoulder, plays through it with with the exception of the game against the Raging Cajuns. But again, you've got a dude with a broken shoulder. So there has just been so much depth issue at the O-line. And of course, if you, if you don't have an O-line, you're, you don't have a run game. Uh, no matter who's at running back, hardly. Um, this year, A-State boosted that offensive line by going out and getting not one, not two, but three transfers from Ole Miss, as well as a center from Lamar. So you're going to have multiple new faces on that offensive line, but it does really look like what I've seen so far. One, you've got size-wise a bigger O-line than A-State's seen in a little bit. You've got uh, more more talent across your starters, starting five, and then just depth, actual legitimate depth on the offensive line as well. Mm. She's Kara Ritchie uh, from the Ticket Radio in Jonesboro, part of the Red Wolves uh, radio broadcast team, uh, pre and post game. Uh, what's the support like been up there? Obviously, you know down here we know how how good the Red Wolves were under Blake Anderson. He's moved on to Utah State and had you know the tragedy with his wife and then son. What uh, what's the support like there? Because you know like here, right? They fight against the. Uh, you know, the, the overwhelming force of LSU and in yeah. Arkansas, you know, obviously you got the Razorbacks. Sure. You know, losing hurts. Uh, it hurts the, the team. It hurts the program. It hurts the fan morale. Uh, and so you've got a situation where right now you're looking at, I, I think the A-State faithful, and I'll certainly include myself here, got a little spoiled in the 2010s when this sure. was a program that went to a bowl every single year. Mm. Contended, if not won, a Sunbelt Conference championship every single year. And that just has not been in the conversation lately. It was a four-win season for Blake Anderson before he departed for Utah State. It was two wins for Butch Jones in year one, three wins in, in year two. So mm. you've got, like, this This has to be a bounce-back season because you have a lot of diehards. You still have the community support. You still have people who are ready to get behind these players. But uh, if, if we have to have this same conversation next year coming off a four-win season, I don't know what that's going to look like. It might be ugly. Yeah, what are the expectations? Where I mean, they were picked. Were they picked? Uh, they were picked sixth in the preseason, right? right? Right ahead of ULM? Yeah, look, that's fair. Because what are preseason polls, especially coaches' polls? They are based on sure. the previous season's results. 
A-State finished last in the Sun Belt in the previous season. How do you get mad at, at where they're at this year? Right. Especially when you consider the fact that nobody, absolutely nobody who covers college football right now can truly give you a good look at what any team is going to look like coming up in 2023 due to just the massive roster changes that now that we are seeing year in and year out. I, I have zero doubt, Schultz, that A-State is going to be a, an improved team. But with all of these new faces that are going to be out there on the field, are they going to be a little bit better or a whole lot better? And unfortunately, that, that's something I'm, I'm kind of in, in wait-and-see mode with, with a lot of other people. Well, I mean, geez, it starts off with a bang at Oklahoma. And then this is going to be pretty cool, a home game versus Memphis. I mean... That's certainly, and then you get Southern Miss in week four. That's certainly the way to kick off a season with Stony Brook in the middle. Yeah, well, you go to Oklahoma and you get paid. Um, I don't remember how much that is off the top of right. my head, it's but it's seven figures north of one point. Yeah, it's yep. going to be north of one point five. So uh, you get your check game out of the way early, and then that game two against Memphis is just is so fascinating to me. You go out and you win that game, and you have a good performance at, at home in front of your fans, and then all of a sudden. You, that's since that is a peer school, you're thinking, all right, well, maybe this is a team that can that can have a good run this year in the Sun Belt and perhaps get back to bowl eligibility. You go out and you don't have a good game there, and, and all of a sudden there's some pretty big concerns. But Memphis has been a a frequent uh, a frequent name on the A State schedule historically. That's the most played opponent in in football history, and uh, these teams are, are going to see a lot of each other in the 2020s. This is the Last game of the first set of a four-year home and home, and then there's another one that cranks up in either 26 or 27. So, a lot of lot of eight-state mm. Memphis this decade. And uh, let me see if I can find the, the rest of the schedule. Let's see, they get Southern Miss, then then you at UMass. Uh, they're at Troy. They get Coastal at home at ULM. Cajuns uh, at home. They're at South Alabama and home versus Texas State. So the I mean, they, they kind of, it's every other week, right? They don't even have like a two-game homestand in there after Stony Brook and Southern Miss. So they are uh, doing a lot of traveling back and forth. Yeah, they are. But you know what? This is fine. Um, college football schedules are so wonky now. You know, you'll throw in, in, in some cases, you'll have a random Thursday game when you're going home and away. In some cases, you know, I think last year maybe A-State had like a three-game road trip or maybe that was oh. the season before. Right. Um, there's also been, it was kind of an anomaly this year. A-State went on like a seven-year streak of starting conference play on the road. Oh. <laughs> so you didn't have to do that this year. So you just, it, 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 there's some things about it that are, that are definitely positive. All right, so let's wrap it up here with Kara Ritchie from uh, the Ticket Radio in Jonesboro. What about Sunbelt expansion? Is that hearing teams like, you know, no. Memphis and East Carolina no. and maybe UTSA? No. What what do you think about Sunbelt expansion? No, no. Look, not that not that it's not interesting and fun to think about those things, but can we all just step back for a moment and catch our breaths? It seems like there is this fear of missing out around the Sunbelt faithful right now because you see all of these leagues making moves and the Sunbelt's not doing anything right now. Oh my goodness. This league just added four members. 13 months ago, um, just kind of take it down a notch. Uh, and, and I feel like I keep having to have this conversation with, with a lot of people. So I'm not exactly, I'm not directing this towards you, Schultz. No, but, I understand. But, but the thing is with this right now, remember who is driving these conversations and it is TV markets and TV deals. So who does the Sunbelt have their TV deal with? ESPN, and it's going to be that way for a little bit. 
Who are some of the schools that Sunbelt fans mention the most going out and pursuing? A lot of times they're AAC schools. Who has the AAC contract? I'm pretty sure that's also ESPN. Right. So why does ESPN want to move around other schools? That means that the only option out there that is actually feasible for the Sun Belt would be to go out and poach somebody from UTSA. Now, you're not just going out and getting teams just because they're geographically close or maybe you were rivals once upon a time and you want to beat them again. They need to bring something of value to the conference. What teams are out there that legitimately actually do that and can get you a bigger check per school than this league is getting right now? Well, people say the Florida schools, but the this Florida schools that they want, nobody watches them in Florida, so I don't think it matters. No, no. I mean, like we saw, gosh, a decade ago where Conference USA went out and pursued the big markets, and that blew up in their face. Uh, the Sunbelt has a really great plan here with its its kind of geographical conference that it's gotten going on. It's, it's started to um, either stoke some long-term rivalries or build some new rivalries. And, uh, and right now, I think everybody just kind of needs to sit still, catch their breath, and just, and just wait because nothing needs to be done imminently. This is a solid leak where it is at right now with 14 teams. She's Kara Ritchie, Workday Red Zone on uh, the ticket radio from noon to 2 and pre and postgame shows with Arkansas State football. Really appreciate the time, Kara. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. We'll see you. All right. Kara Ritchie, she does a tremendous job. And, I, yeah, all these teams from the AAC, they make more money than the Sunbelt, like a lot more money. They get like $7 million to the Sunbelt's $2 million. Mm. And I don't, I don't, FIU hasn't been relevant since like T.Y. Hilton. True. Why would we, why do you want that? USF, they're bad, right? It's Tampa, but okay, that's a nice market. Maybe you can recruit a little bit, but Mm -hmm. most of these guys like Napier did, and I think like, Mike Desimo did. You know, you want, especially at Sunbelt Games, you want to get a little bit of talent out of Florida if you can, but you mostly want to get people who can, who are within driving range. Yep. You want it to be, you don't want it to be more than five hours because you want mom and dad to come down and watch right? games, and spend, yeah. you know, if they could, if they, you know, can get off of work and come, you know, at five o'clock on a Friday and be down here and, and you know, three, three and a half hours, have, have a late dinner and then enjoy tailgating. You know, or else come down the day before, uh, the day of, right? Because most of the games are at 6. You don't want people to necessarily have to get on a plane because people won't do it. Yeah, that's a fact. And, and, and it's too expensive. I mean, Mama Schultz is coming down here. It's like $800. She claims that I'm worth it. I don't know if I am. <laughs> you were you worth it for your that's mom a lot for of sure. Mo- that's a lot of money. Well, yeah, that is. That's a, little, that's a lot of coin. But for someone who wants to see their son. Right. I get it. Right, right. And Georgia State, apparently. We <laughs> <laughs> needed her football. to come in and watch a, 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 a football game. game, right? True. And we'll see. That's kind of confirmed. We don't know if the SAMO is coming in for LSU-Auburn yet. Oh, it's still that's, not confirmed. That's not confirmed. Okay. No, no, not yet. He was at the Reds game today, though. Did they oh, blow it? Oh, let's see. I think they see. blew it. So. I'll check that out. All right. Let's take a timeout. All right. All right, Dave Schultz, Linda Burton, top of the hour. They did blow it. 5-4 to the Marlins. Uh, We've got uh, Andrew Stefaniak, Texas A&M Aggies. Locked on Aggies. We'll talk Aggies football for 2023 in the Johnny Manziel documentary on 103.3 The Go. Hey, y'all. 
my name is Tierra, and a little thing that I love about the Chick-fil-A spicy chicken biscuit is that it has the perfect amount of spice to jumpstart my day. Whoever thought of it, thank you so much. Hi, my name is Robert, and a little thing I love about Chick-fil-A spicy chicken biscuit is the biscuit. It reminds me of my grandma's homemade biscuit. It's always buttery and savory. Then you add the spices, instant classic. Order the spicy chicken biscuit on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real Chick-fil-A guests paid for their testimonials. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but Mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like Mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the LHSAA, are the 110,000 high school sports students in Louisiana. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. What is dedication? The thing that drives me every day as a dad is Dariana. We call him Day Day for short. Every day he's hungry for something, whether it's attention, affection, knowledge. And there's this huge responsibility in making sure that when he's no longer under my wing, that he's a good person. I want him to be able to sit back one day and go, we worked together, we did a good job. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. If it wasn't for goats, we wouldn't have coffee. Look it up. I'm going to get some coffee. You want some coffee? No, thank you. I'm fine. And the best sports talk in Acadiana. 103.3 The Goat. All right, Dave Schultz, Lena Burton. Wrapping up hour number two on a uh, Yacht Rock Wednesday afternoon. We got uh, Andrew uh, Stefaniak coming up talking on AM at the top of the hour. Uh, all right, so what did you watch yesterday? The Johnny Manziel. Yeah, okay, so we, yeah, got, yeah. so we had Johnny Manziel on yesterday. Mm-hmm. You had Hard Knocks on yesterday. Oh, it started. I need yeah. to, so yeah. tonight, and, time. and we had uh, Justified on. 
Yeah, see, I missed that. See, there so, was a bunch on yesterday, uh-huh. all at the same time. Well, the Netflix is yeah, documentary is on anytime. But I get what you're saying. No, tonight the goal is winning time, and I'll catch a little bit of hard knocks. All right, that's it the feels goal. like they got the uh, Aaron Rodgers episode out of the way. Oh, okay. So episode one was all that debacle, getting him to the team and everything. Yes. Explaining his past and... Not all. Not, no, not much of that? No. No. Not a lot Just of that. Just setting up his Jets career. Yes. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha, gotcha, but gotcha. all these guys, we forget, you know, the Jets are really young in some spots, mm-hmm. right? Also, by the way, Sauce Gardner, he's 6'4", isn't he? He's a star, Like, too. he's bigger than... Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going at it with... Was it Garrett Wilson? Garrett Wilson, yep. He yeah. was making... I saw some of the videos. I'm guessing this was in the trailer that I saw, but... He was shutting down Garrett Wilson at times. Well, I saw both. And yeah, but Garrett Wilson t- did get him he's too. taller. And yeah. some of them were not the greatest of all throws. True. Uh, but yeah, he's a little bit, a little bit taller than Garrett Wilson. It, it was Garrett Wilson 6'1", 6'2"? Because he was, he was maybe even by closer to six foot. Because he was maybe not that much. But yeah, I didn't realize how Sauce is that tall and that fast. Garrett Wilson six foot? Oh, he is six mm. foot. All right. Sauce Gardner. I thought it and Charles Gardner six three and a half. Yeah, so like you said, so it's, so in Cincinnati was listed at six four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was good, but it was kind of what McCall Herd Herdman is that his name? McCall, McCall Harmon. Yeah. yeah, he's like or Mikol. It's yeah. Mikol. Mikol yeah. Harmon. Yeah. He was uh, he was all giddy about meeting Aaron Rodgers. I bet you. Yeah, I mean, I, I would too. Well, all, but all these players, all these young watching, players, grew up Rodgers. watching yeah. them, right? Because exactly. I I actually auditioned. At a radio station in Milwaukee. Oh, okay. Right before the draft. Okay. And we were talking, you know, what are what is the pack? What are the Packers going to do? You know, are they going to try? Because I don't think they came off a playoff season. I think they were middling team that year. And you know, how do they help Brett Favre win another Super Bowl? And when you know it, Aaron Rodgers, who was supposed to be number one pick, fell into their lap. Yep. And they were able to replace him. So that's 2005, him. but yeah. he really didn't start playing 2006, 2007, 2008, two th- until 2009. Nine, okay. Wow, yeah, that's a lot longer than I thought. I thought it was he only sat for two years, but he sat for three. Well, uh, I'm sorry, no. So if he was drafted in 2005, so he sat, so he would have he sat in 2005, six, and seven. So he played in eight. In 2008, I think they okay. Wa- when did they win the Super Bowl? Let's see, Aaron Rodgers, Super Bowl. 2011? Okay. Yeah, 2011. That's when he won. And let's see if I can see. So you said he started in 2008? Yeah, because he would have sat for three years, right? Three years. 05, 06, and 07. Let's see. Just to be 100%. Yeah, you're right. His first year started in 2008. He was 6 and 10. Right. And then they went to the playoffs. The next year, yeah, 11 and 5. And then he was on. He was rolling since yeah. then. 11 and 5, 10 and 5. And then the year they won 14 and 1. So all these players... Grew like up even watching even him, Garrett yeah. Wilson was like, yeah, you know, watched him my whole life. Mm-hmm. That's what Hardman said. I've, I've been watching you my whole life. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, he's like 25. And yep. you've been playing since 08. It's 15 years. Yeah. We're going into year 16. True. If he's 25, that. Seen him since he's 10? Yeah. So he's definitely seen him his whole career, for sure. That's awesome. <laughs> playing with your with one of your heroes. Yeah. And he called Liv, Liv Schreiben came in in a helicopter. Oh, Liv Schreiber? Yeah. Yeah, Sabretooth? Yes. He called him Sabretooth? Voice of God. Oh. Uh, no, the, the, the narrator of Hard Knocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liv yeah. Schreiber, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
No, I thought that uh, Miko called him uh, Sabretooth because oh, no. that's what he played no. in the X-Men. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. So Some people would, uh, like, Nathaniel Hackett wouldn't go up and meet him. Why? I don't know why. Weird. Nathaniel no. Hackett's a weird guy. No. So you you know Liv Schreiber as the as the narrator for everything, right? Well, that, but he also, I mean, he's been in a bunch of movies. Oh, I know him as Sabretooth, but also Ray Donovan. Yes. The, the, yes. Yeah, that yes. show. I never got in. I, I watched that show. I never I got liked it. it. I didn't was, finish it, though. The dad was annoying. <laughs> yeah. Um, dad was played by famous um, yeah, John Voight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was also Orson Welles. Oh, was he? Yeah, he okay. played Orson Welles. Okay, didn't know that. Yeah. And getting that movie produced. Mm -hmm. What's, like, the greatest movie of all oh, time? Oh, um, oh, man. I'm looking at it. Hold on, now I gotta Google it. Um... Oh, man. Orson Welles. Hold on. I'll have it. Citizen Kane. That's it. Yeah. He played Orson Welles. Okay. Didn't know Lee Schreiber played uh, yep. Orson Welles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That movie is RKO281. What a weird name for a movie. I thought it was good in it. So. It was a TV movie, too. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. Didn't know they still made those, but yeah, it was a TV movie for HBO. All right, we'll talk about uh, the uh, Manziel documentary and preview mm -hmm. of the Aggies after this. Dave Schultz, Lena Burton on a Wednesday afternoon, Yacht Rock, 103.3. The Goat. You come at home. us, well, we butt in with a little common sense. 103.3, The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. These Acadiana businesses proudly support the broadcast of UL Raging Cajun Athletics on 1033 and 1420 The Goat. News Talk 96.5 KPL, Classic Rock 1051 and Hot 1079. Barney's Police Supplies. Doug Ashy Building Materials. Natalie Brasso DDS. Big Wheels AC and Heating. And J&J &J Exterminating. Support these businesses that support the Raging Cajuns game broadcast broadcast of football, men's and women's basketball, baseball, and softball. Bring all the action into your home, car, smart speaker, on your phone, or wherever you work all year long. And if you'd like to learn more about becoming a UL booster, it's easy to join the winning team. Support the broadcast of UL Raging Cajun Athletics by becoming a UL broadcast booster. Just contact Mary Gallion by calling 337-233-6000. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At 4 in the morning, my phone rang. 
They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey, and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. 103.3 The Goat. Yeah, that's the one.